You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. You know, something's going to stir you up tonight. It's going to just share from my heart. And Sometimes we have to be reminded of some things because... Many times we can get to be looking forward to things instead of expecting things to take place or understanding where we're at and how faith works, how God works and his ways, you know. Uh, Sunday's message really challenged me because it was the Spirit of God that came in and kind of gave it to me and talked to me about a lot of things about what is it that I really want, what am I really expecting, what are his ways, how do you walk in his ways. And I know that his way is a way of faith, but sometimes we can actually... Uh, get our faith in such a, a position that it's just uh, looking for something out there farther or something's coming instead of receiving something now. And, uh, you know, sometimes we see remind ourselves of the principles, reminding ourselves uh, of, you know, what God's word says, but really accepting God's word as fact. Amen. You know, if we can accept God's word as fact, that'll change everything. Amen. If you can, you know, many people believe it's true, but they don't know if it's a fact in their life. You know, if it's a fact and there's things that take place. And when I say that, because I've always said, you know, hey, truth overrides facts of the natural and it does God's word. But many times in our own mind, we have a tendency to think that this is just a story. You know, you remember what the Bible says there, that uh, his words seem like idle tales, you know, the Bible says, like it's a fairy tale. Isn't that nice? Most people think, oh, well, Christians believe in a fairy tale. No, we don't believe in a fairy tale. We believe in truth. And when you accept the Bible as true, things begin to change. Amen? Things change what? For the better. But, and also understanding when am I supposed to have faith and how is my faith supposed to act because one of the hardest things for people to understand, and it just seems like that, and I've been dealing with people, and, and it just seems like getting them to know that faith is actually right now. Right. That it's right now. That you're, God's not going to heal you. God's not going to provide for you. God's not going to bless you. See, we talk about, people get all nervous about that. What do you mean? I don't have nothing to look forward to? Well, if you are blessed and you stay blessed, you will be blessed. Okay, that's why, remember Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, when it talks about uh, one part of the verse of verse 5, says, it says that by his stripes we are healed. Then if you get over into 1 Peter two twenty four, that says by his stripes we were healed. And so if we are and we were, then we is. Amen. And it seems so simple. We say, well, I just know that. But sometimes we've got to remind ourselves that because people die believing God, believing and trusting in God. Trying, they're trying to get something instead of receiving something. Amen? See, Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It means that we need to hear uh, uh, what God has to say to our lives. Amen? If you back up to verse 15, it says, how are they going to hear except they hear have a preacher? How are they going to be preached unless they be sent? 
if you keep backing that all the way up, you realize some things here that God wants us. And what does it mean? It means we believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth. Everything that God has for us, Romans 10, when it says that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. But with our heart, man believes in the righteous. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, to healing, to deliverance. Everything you need has got to come out of your mouth. And so sometimes, and you can just hear people. You can just hear what they're saying. Amen? It was funny. I was talking to a guy today, and he said, I said I, and I told him, I said, before I even said something, I said, I don't even believe what I'm about to say, you know? And he said, well, you said it. I said, I know, and I got to take authority over and, get, and, and take authority over words because I did say it. It's going to mess me up. Amen? So I said, well, why'd you say it? Because it, it, it seemed to be something that, that was the right thing to say, but it wasn't even the right. It was the wrong thing to say. You know, when I say that, and we laughed about it, I said, yeah, that's not, I got to take authority over those words. And it had to do with age. It had to do with some things that were, were happening. And so we had to take a real good authority over those things, you know. And, uh, but when you understand Hebrews 11.1, 1, we know this scripture says that, you know, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Now faith is, now faith is, faith is now, faith is right now, right now what we do. The reason I'm sharing, and I know you guys know, I'm preaching to the choir on Wednesday nights, but it just, I had to just stir up my heart today as I was just praying, that, and the Lord said, I want you to teach on faith tonight, I want you to teach on them taking my word as exactly, this is my way, let them know my way is the way of faith. And the way of faith is believing and trusting in what God said, and it's not that God's going to do. It's not a going to do. It's God has done and he already did it. It's whether or not you want to receive it and whether or not you say it's done in your life. See, if you're going to say, Lord, I need you to give me peace. And he's up there going, what? You don't believe Jesus? Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. It's given. Done. Okay. Lord, I just need some joy. I just need some joy right now. Jesus said, my joy I give unto you, not as the world gives, but my joy I give. So is it given? What is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So you've got all these things. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says that a good man, he draws it up out of the wells. He draws those things up. Amen? It's amazing how many people are blaming God and wanting God to do things in their lives all the time and yet God's already done it. And I guarantee you, if you would just stir up the gift of God within you, you got to stir up joy sometime. Thank you for your overwhelming response here. I know we need some joy. We need some happiness. We need to get some joy. I know it's hot. It gets, it gets the first, looks like summer's coming and stuff. Hey, praise God. That's all right. You know, but whatever it is, when, when, when the enemy's lying to you and saying, well, you just need this or you just need that, because God said he, what? He would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And then God also gave us those things of what's already been given unto us. So we've got to take the faith that God's given unto us. Romans, you know, chapter, what? Verse 12, chapter 12, I think in verse three says he's given unto every man the measure of faith. So we all got, we all got the same measure of faith when we got born again. 
And the most wonderful thing about it is, is that when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he drew you unto him. You accepted you by faith. You got saved. Praise God. You used the greatest faith that you're ever going to use for everything in your life was to get born again. It took the most faith to believe that a God that you didn't really know all about loved you enough to send Jesus. You believed on that and it changed your life. It got you from darkness into, into light. It, it, it brought you out of all these things and brought you over into the kingdom of his son. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But you've got to accept those things. It, it, it amazes me, and it does, it still amazes me, is that we continue to believe that God is going to instead of God has and God will. Amen. Amen. God said it. God said it. And if God said it, it has to be done. Now, it only is done in our lives if we believe it. Because, see, faith is simply acting on the Word of God. Did you find 2 Corinthians chapter 4 yet? If you haven't, you ain't never going to find it, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse 13, okay? (laughs) Hallelujah. It says, but we having... You guys thought I forgot about that scripture, didn't you? No, I just got a little excited there. Got got off to, you know, doing... You know, somebody asked me all the time, they said, well, do you, you pre-do these things? I have great notes. If you read my notes, you'd be like, man, that's awesome. But if you hear me preach, you say, he never, he don't even use those suckers. I'm sorry. Anyways, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, amen, I believed and therefore I have I spoken, we also believe and therefore we speak. Aren't you glad that faith speaks? And faith has to speak in order for faith to work. Amen? Amen. Remember what we just said. You can believe in your heart all about you, but if you never confess with your mouth, you're never going to get saved. If you never declared the lordship of Jesus Christ, if you never declared that he is your Lord, that Jesus, I take you as my Lord and Savior, and you don't ever say it, you're going to die lost, even though you believe with all your heart. And we go, well, that can't. No, that's because that's the way God said it. The same thing is we have so many people really believing, and they do believe. The problem is is they don't dare to say, and they don't dare to declare it's theirs now. You ever heard this phrase, I'm believing for my healing? I'm guilty. I've said that. I don't ever, I haven't said it in years and years and years, but I I said it in the beginning because I didn't know any better. Well, I am. No, if you believe you're healed, you're healed. See, Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. If you don't believe that you receive them, you can't have them, so faith's not working. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all doing okay? Y'all doing okay? Okay, it's just, this is ABC, but I got to get it on the, because I'm dealing with people that are always looking, they're always looking, everything's going to get better and brighter. And listen, faith is now, revival is now, power of God is now, healing is now, joy is now, peace is now, everything God has done, because Jesus already got it for us. Jesus defeated the devil, he's a defeated foe, amen? We get to receive now, so if I need joy, I got to draw it up. If I need peace, I got to draw it up. Hallelujah, it's his peace. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So if I need peace, I need to stay on the Lord. I need to stay on my Father God. I need to stay on the Word of God because that's how I'm going to see him. See, most people have stopped believing God will 
And when they stop believing God will, they, they stop exercising their faith. And the way that you know that you've stopped believing that God will is when it's being delayed and you're, what you're saying is not corresponding. So it says, well, I don't want people going around saying this, I'm saying that. Listen, if you believe it, it comes to pass. One of the best stories I've ever heard about that was read in, 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 in one Brother Hagin's books. And it was really cool to hear about it. But it was about a girl. That little girl, she's 12 years old. And uh, evangelist came and prayed. And prayed for her. And man, she just knew she was healed. She had a big gorder on, her, on, on the side of her neck that everybody could see. Big giant gorder, big giant thing. And she was so excited. He got in. She believed she was healed. The next Sunday, I mean, everything looks the same. She gets up and testifies because it's Pentecostal church. So every service, they testify. So every Sunday and every Thursday, because they have services on Thursday back then. They didn't, you know, and so they have Thursday. So every Sunday and every Thursday, they testify. Glory to God. She gets up and testifies. He's healed. And she does that for a solid year. Till finally the deacons, until finally everybody in church finally tells the mom, listen, would you just tell her to stop? We all know she's not healed. We all, I mean, we can see it. It's just embarrassing now. And so, you know, the mom, they're trying to tell her, now listen, honey, now honey, we know. And so the little girl's devastated. She goes home and starts crying. She, and, but here's what she says. She says, Lord, why don't you show everybody else what I know? And it disappears. She comes back the following Sunday and, and, and uh, you know, and everybody's running around. Oh, oh, wow, you got healed. You got healed. And she said, yeah, I got healed over a year ago. You guys just started believing because you walk by sight and not by faith. Uh, you know, the Bible says out of the mouths of babes, God has perfected praise, man. Hallelujah. So we look at this and we go, well, is it going to take that long? It didn't take, she didn't care. She didn't, didn't bother her. She, she, was, she knew in her heart that this, and so, yeah, but, it, you know, but it didn't happen for a whole year. No, no, see, that's where you missed the point. It happened on that night she got prayed for over a year ago. Amen. See, because we look at things and we're saying, we look at, we're looking at, the, well, no, no, but now, see, because that's where people walk by what they see and not by what they believe. And that's what I'm talking about. You've got to walk by what you believe. What do you believe? What are we expecting? What are we desiring? What do we desire? What do we believe that God can do right now in our lives? Amen? I mean, what, what is it that we can take hold of? You know, Isaiah 43 says that we need to plead together with the Lord. We need to come and to discuss. We need to plead our case, you know, because he's blotting out our trying. He, he opened the door for us to have conversation with him. Amen? And faith is simply taking the word of God and saying, God, you said this here, and you said this about so-and-so, and you're no respecter of persons. So if so-and-so can get a hold of this, I can have it. Because if you did it in here, then you'll do it out here. Amen? Because this book, this book of Acts is still being written. Amen. It's the acts of the Holy, Holy Spirit, the acts of the apostles. Yeah, we're still all doing it. The, the book of Acts is still being written and we're still included in it. Amen. And see, so if faith is the open door and faith is the way that God does things, then we have to stand and believe. Can you imagine? We look at these stories in the Old Testament. We read those and we go, wow. But do you know that these are Old Testament history? 
that if you got a, a Jewish history book, Jewish historian Josephus, if you've ever had one of those, he, you know, he, and he's chronically, he's doing everything, and he's chronically doing the history of the Jewish nation, you'll find out all of these stories that are back here in the Old Testament are in their history book. So you read about Jehoshaphat, the prophet gets up and says, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. They got three armies that are coming against them. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to come and going to destroy them. And the prophet of God says, don't worry about this. God's got it. Only send out the praisers first. Man, that's when you don't want to be a part of the worship team. I mean, glory to God. Amen. Because you're out front, you know. And the funny thing about it, all they said was, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And that's all they said. And they just kept marching. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures. Because they believe that. Because what did the king say? Believe your prophets. Uh, you know, uh, so shall you be, you know, so shall you prosper. But believe the Lord, so shall you be established. He says, so we're going to believe this. And we're going to go, and we're going to march toward the army. We're going to march toward the army with our praisers. Now we got the army behind us. We're marching. We're going. We're going to battle. And we know what happened because we read the end of the story. And so when we read the end of the story, we go, isn't that awesome? God said ambushes, they all kill it. And it takes four days for everybody to bring back the spoils. I mean, we got to keep going back. There's so much. Amen? God does all these things. See, everybody wants miracles, but nobody wants to go face the giants. I mean, couldn't you imagine David going, okay, okay, let me get my footing. Now, let me figure out what we got to do here. You know, I, I remember how to hit that. You know what, David? He didn't even think about none of that stuff. When he said, okay, he just grabbed that thing, put it in his sling, and ran right toward Goliath. Because he knew it wasn't his skill. I mean, not for people to, oh, David was such a skill. No, are you kidding me? Come on. Listen, have you ever tried to throw one of those slingshots? You hit yourself in the face, man. It's bad stuff. You got to know what you're doing. It's, it's not this way. He's swinging something like this and you got to let it go. You got to hang on to one end of the rope and let go of the other and throw it at the same time. It's, it's tough. I tried that about 50 times in Israel one time with a guy trying to sell me one of those things. And I bought it because, bless God, I was determined I was going to figure out how to throw that stupid thing. It's somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. I still own it, but it, it's dangerous, man. It's a dangerous thing. You go like this, and it's going that way, and go behind you. It's just, it's, it's dangerous. But David wasn't. He could, you know, David was not. He didn't care. Yeah, he was skilled because they, that was part of their weaponry kind of thing. But he was running. If you got guys running, you're not going to be able to. Do anything. But he just knew what, it was not him, it was God. He said, God's going to deliver you. My God's going to deliver you. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm going to let this thing go, and it's going to go where it needs to go. And angel's going to take that. He's going to put it where it needs to be, and I'm going to cut your head off. See, you never run at your giant with your mouth shut. You never run at your problems with your mouth shut. And you never exercise faith with your mouth shut. Because there's no such thing as, you know, let me just share with you. There's no such thing as silent faith. Look what he said here. It says, we having the same spirit of faith. And that's what we got to have. We got to stand up with a spirit of faith. And to believe and say, no, this is what God's saying. According as it is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. There's no such thing as silent faith. People want to, well, I'm going to have faith, have it to myself. Because the world could care. As long as we keep our faith in these four walls, never, never go out or never share with anybody, never talk to anybody, they're happy. 
But you can't keep your faith to yourself because your faith won't work unless you're talking. Thank you for your overwhelming response there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you know there's no such thing as passive faith? No, the only thing about faith is there's a fight to it. Amen? It's the fight of faith. And it's a good fight. What kind of a good fight is it? The only good fight I know is when I win. (laughs) You know, if you've ever been in a fight, you know, you get hurry. I mean, it's no good, but at least you win. You know? But it's like, hey, the key to it, there's a fight to faith, but there's no such thing as a passive faith. Because we look at stuff and say, well, what do you mean? No, because we got to act. What did James say? He says, don't be just a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. New Living Translation don't just be listening to the word, but you've got to act on it. You've got to literally act on the word of God. Because how many of you know when, when you're hurting, when you're depressed, and let me put it out, there's no such thing as depressed faith. Listen, depression and Christianity don't go together. They just, they just don't. Sorry, you can, you can get set free. I know that there's chemical. I know all kinds. Listen, we're going to love you. We're going to care. But glory to God. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian, you have no business being depressed. I mean, I love all of you. Hey, y'all okay? I still love all of you. I know that, you know, I know people get depressed. I mean, I, you do, people can go into it big time. I, I see that all the time. Things don't, this doesn't go right. That doesn't have, that doesn't, it's like, oh, you know. But with Christianity, you know, it's, it's okay to be upset about things. It's okay to be down about things, but it's not okay to be depressed. It's not okay to be oppressed. It's just not. Amen? You just take hold of the word and say, no, no, glory to God's going to meet it. God knew I was going to do this stupid thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Just knew that it was going to happen or this was going to take place. God's hand, God's going to make sure that he, he takes care of me. I mean, we, we see these things here and then what happens is, is that we allow the enemy to beat us up. Okay, you're, you're right here. Let me give you another really good, uh, go to this scripture. Go to Romans chapter 15. Boy, you're a quiet bunch today. <laughs> I tell you, I, I'm feeling real nervous. I'm so glad there's maybe not any rocks hanging around here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know when you talk, start talking, I thought faith is an exciting subject. I thought it's fun, happy, joyful. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm preaching me happy a little bit here, but you guys are, whoa. Uh, <laughs> You're just, you're contemplating, you're thinking, it's, you're mulling it over because you want to get it. I, I got to believe that, you know. <laughs> Listen, in, in Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. See, if you're in faith, you have joy and peace in believing, so you can't be depressed. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, here's the thing about it. When opposition comes, when you're exercising your faith or you're believing, what do you do when it, when it just doesn't seem like your faith is working? What do you do when it just seems like, you know, you ain't got no victory? And don't sit out there and look at me so holy because we've all been there. Amen. I mean, literally, you know, when it looks like it's not doing it. Well, number one, the very first thing you do is you need to know who's against you. Who's the one bringing the opposition? And that's the devil. You know, he's the one that's causing, he's the one that's trying to bring you to be depressed. He's the one that's trying to bring you to be down. He's the one that's bringing opposition. He's the one that's trying to, to steal your joy and your peace. Hallelujah. 
And if he can't steal those things, if you don't let him do that, you'll defeat him every time. But see, here's the key. If, if the devil can keep you in the arena of thought and the arena of trying to figure things out, if he can get you in the arena of thinking, he'll beat you every single time. But if you can keep him in the arena of faith, if you can keep him over in the arena of faith, you'll beat him every single time. Amen. I've had people just say to me, they say, well, you're just too far out there. You're just so far out there. You, you don't have enough sense. <laughs> hey, seriously, they say, well, he's just too far. There. He just believes all that stuff. He's just too far out there. He don't have enough sense to be worried. He don't have enough sense to be afraid. He don't have enough sense to know that it can't work. He doesn't have enough sense to know that that, that man is just, it's just going to all crumble. You know, the funny thing about that is that worry and fear and it falling apart has never happened. I'm still here. We're still going. Things just say, well, yeah, but this happened. Yeah, I know. But the very first thing I have to know that there's a devil arrayed against me. That the opposition here is I need to recognize the source of opposition. Because here's what most people do. Is God, why is this happening to me? You know, why me? What have I ever done? God, are you just ticked off at me? Is there something you don't like about me? Amen? You know, and we've all had that whiny. We've all had that little whine. We've all those things there. But see, here's the problem. What is the next thing you do? Oh, yeah, the devil's already all kidding. Well, I know the devil's. What am I going to do? Well, you're going to do what Jesus did. What did Jesus do when the devil came to tempt him? What did he say? It is written. You got to find scripture. You got to find the promises of God. What did God say? If you feel like, man, I just, you know, I just, I just, gosh, I don't know why, but it just, yeah, I'm having a lousy day today. I don't know what's going on. What's going on? I said, wait a minute. That's just the enemy trying to oppress us. The enemy trying to say, this is going to go. See, no, no, no. I got to stir up joy. I got to stir up joy and peace. Because if I'm going to have faith today and I am believing, what am I believing? I'm believing that today is going to be terrible and I'm believing for these. I got to stir some things up. What does the Bible say? The Bible says I'm going to be driving around in my faith mobile. I got to look at my two gauges. That's joy and peace. And if joy and peace ain't working, the Bible says I got to draw it out of here. Where is joy? It's not out here. Where's peace? It ain't out here. Joy and peace is right in here. That's the one thing. I got this. Devil can't touch my joy and peace in here. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God. So I got to draw that up. I got to draw that up. Hallelujah. Sometimes I just get a little excited. I just start laughing. And everybody around, and you know me and my laugh, guys, okay? Come on. Everybody's like, what's so funny? Sometimes there ain't nothing funny. I'm just making it up. But I can laugh, and I can enjoy it, and I just do it. Hallelujah. And I just declare, I got peace. Praise God. I'm at peace. Everything is fine. And the devil said, you're lying. You're lying. And he reminds me of everything that ain't fine. Yeah. So well, you're lying. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Jesus gave me his peace, so I've got peace. Jesus gave me his joy, so I got joy. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, and the world's going to be all this kind of stuff. But he told me to be of good cheer, so I'm going to be of good cheer. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to laugh. We're just going to rejoice. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And so I so, said, yeah, but what if it looks like you got this? You know, here's the funny thing about it. I'm, now, I know I'm a little crazy. I am. 
Okay, I am. I'm, I'm radical to the, to the nth degree on everything. When the devil attacks me, you know, like if the devil attacks my finances and tries to come and says, look at this, this broke down, look at this, then I just double up. I, tw- I, I, I tie twice as much. I give. You know, I already give 20 to 25% of my income away. So I just give 50. So I know it scares everybody, but see, I just do that because I said, devil, watch. Let's do this. You want to attack here? Watch. He was going to go out. I go out and I witness to whoever. I go out and just share. Go out and pray. You need, you need me to pray for you. You look like you're sick. Come on, let me pray for you. And he's like, I, he doesn't want that. He stops. I know. Like, I'm just radical. I am in that. I just get crazy. Because, you know, if you want to pick a fight, then let's pick a fight. Let's just do this. You know, and you know, thank God I got saved. Thank God I'm saved. That's the good thing about it. You know, I, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be nice to people tonight here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he, but here's the next thing you do. You know, the next thing that I do always, the next thing I do that if things are going and things are happening, first of all, I, I know, hey, Satan's the one that's, he's the oppressor. He's the accuser of the brother. He's the stealer. He's the thief. All right. And I get the promises of God in the area. But you know, the next thing I do is I examine my heart. Have I opened the door? Have I done it? Is there any unforgiveness in me? Am I doing stupid things? Did I say something about somebody? Did I not act right? Because I got to repent. I got to make sure I'm doing good. Amen? I mean, if it's my fault, I got to change. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. See, because we allow the enemy to come in. See, remember, all this is about faith is now. Why am I sharing that? Because we as Christians, we as the body, especially us, we know how to stand our ground. We know how to take our authority. And we need to, but we need to rise up and speak in faith. But not only for what God's trying to do just for us, but we need to be speaking in faith over our nation, over the world. We need to be speaking life. We need to be bringing life to this thing here. I mean, if you're going to doubt anything, doubt your doubts. Yeah, you can say, man, I can't believe I doubted that. I mean, golly, shucks. I, you know, for a second there, I thought God wasn't going to come through, but I know he is. Yeah, he's, man, that's crazy. You, I mean, God has to come through. He's God. I mean, sheesh. Why would I even think that way? Now, I do that. I talk to myself all the time. I do. You can ask me. I talk to myself all this because she's always, what do you say? I said, I'm just talking to me. I'm straightening me out. I got to straighten me out before I can even talk to anybody else out. Hallelujah. But see, for me, unbelief and doubt is sin. Unbelief and doubt is like, oh, wow, this is like no way. No way, Satan. You know, this is what we're going to do. And then my heart's cry, my heart's desire is saying, Lord, thank you. And it's amazing that when you begin to stir up the gift of God within you and you begin to stir up joy, you begin to stir up peace, you just begin to stir up, say, all right, God, you do that. You order my steps. You do. God, you're going you're gonna to make a way. You're going to make a way where there may not, may not seem to be a way, but you're going to make a way. You're going to turn this thing around. You're going to make it come up and you're going to get glory out of this. Amen? Because this is what your word says. This is what I desire. See? So that's where the Bible says over in James. Remember it says over in James that when you ask in faith, but it says nothing wavering. You know, a lot of people waver because they're not true. They don't accept the word of God as a fact. Because they well, I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, gosh. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? 
Oh, what's going to happen? You know, for years, I've been, I've been in pastoring now, for, like I said, for 43 years. So I've been in full-time ministry for 43 years. I've been walking by faith. If people don't like me, I don't get paid. Okay? So it's like, it is, I mean, it's not, it's all, and it is what it is. You know, but for many, probably for half of that 43 years, I always was looking for another job. Because the devil would always tell me, you've got to plan ahead. You don't have any security here. Yeah. I mean, I got lots of my friends that are, got, that are my age right now that they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, their wives made them get secular jobs so they could have social security and things when they, you know, as they get older. So they, or they could have a pension or they could do things because they didn't think God was going to meet the need being a pastor or a minister. Amen. I mean, and, and listen, and I'm not downing them at all. I'm, I thank God, praise God, and that's okay, you know. And it's so funny because it took me 20, 25 years to figure out, you know what? God, God's doing pretty good so far. <laughs> you know? You don't have to be in on LinkedIn and look at all the job sites of what takes place here. You don't have to get all the new jobs. You know, hey, well, that'd be a good job to have. Amen. <laughs> you kind of go, whoa. Because why is that? Because the enemy wants to bombard your mind and get you to think God's not big enough. And here's what we don't do as Christians. We don't stop the thought at its infancy. You need to stop thoughts. When the thoughts come, you need to cast those thoughts down. You need to bring into captivity every thought. When the devil comes in and says, well, yeah, but this is what's going to happen. I mean, because how I many you know, thoughts can go such a rapid fire thing that they can just, I mean, you can have a whole video done in seconds in your head. And you know what? And this is where you're going to play out all this stuff in your mind. And you, and you got to go, whoa, time out. That's why with the first thought of unbelief or the first thought of, uh, of, of, of discouragement or the first thought of depression or the first, you got you to get your faith in the mix immediately. That when you hear the sound of the enemy, then you got to turn around and say, no, 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 I'm not allowed to think that way. I'm not allowed to think that. I can't think those thoughts. I can't think that way. I have to think in line with what the Word of God says. I can't tolerate for one moment any unforgiveness. I can't tolerate for one moment any ill will or anything. You know, you guys heard me jokingly say, you know, when I, you know, want to kill the dogs or something, you know, I mean, hey, it is... And I do, you know, I, it's, it's just, but it's just, it's just a fleeting thought. It's like, okay, you know, after the thing, it's like, calm down. And, uh, you know, because I, I know all you guys love your animals. And so it's like, she's not any more than my wonderful wife does. I mean, she keeps them alive and well. But the, the thing about it is, is that I'm not saying those thoughts can't, they aren't coming because they do come. There's anger, but you got to cast those down. You've got to immediately say, okay, no, no, that's not the right way of thinking it. I can't do this. See, because faith is an act to the obedience of God. You've got to be obedient to the word of God or it's not going to work. You know? See, and so it's, you know God's will and you know God's plan, so you've got to follow that out. And it, 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 you've got to, you know, and you've got to crucify your flesh, which is tough. But that's the one thing to you. Let me just close on this with Abraham. 
You know, Abraham, who's the father of faith, we are all connected to Abraham. The Bible talks about that in, in Galatians, you know, that uh, that's what the blessing of Abraham comes on us and those that are uh, of faith, they're blessed with faithful Abraham. So all of the things that he got and the promises that God gave to him are all ours. So that's wonderful. And we've got all that wonderful heritage in that. But Abraham was amazing. He was amazing. And the one thing that made him so amazing was God said, I'm choosing Abraham because I know he's going to teach his kids. He's going to pass this on, which is, that's the key. That's what God said. But the thing that made Abraham so incredible was that when God told him, you're going to have a son, Abraham just believed God. He did two things. He believed that what God said, God was able to do it. And the second thing is he just gave glory to God. So the Bible says he has strong faith. Amen? So he had strong faith. He was able to give glory to God and he had strong faith just by giving glory to God and believing that what God said, God would bring it to pass. And see, simple faith is believing that what God's word says, God's going to bring it to pass. Amen? See, many times we are trying to exercise it. Listen, I understand. But, but the exercise of faith is peace. It's rest. It's trust. It's allowing that what God said Hallelujah. Glory to God. That God will bring this thing to pass. Amen. Now we know Sarah, on the other hand, she laughed. But Sarah had faith too. But Sarah laughed in the beginning and then she got caught. And so then she's like, no, I didn't laugh. Then she lied. So there's hope for all of us. Hallelujah. You know, and, uh, you know, but then after it, we see in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Sarah says this, God caused me to laugh so that all who read about me, hallelujah, will rejoice hallelujah, with what God has done. And, and it's, it helps us so much to understand that because it's, it's when my faith is in what God says, I get results. See, God said, he's going to meet and supply all of my needs. When? Now. God said that I'm healed. When? Now. God said, hallelujah, that I can have joy. When? Now. God said I can have peace. When? Now. Why? Because I got Jesus' peace. I got Jesus' joy. Hallelujah. And when things come against me, I know it's the enemy that's coming against me. What do I do to defeat the enemy? It is written. God's word says it is written. It is written against the enemy and it defeats him every single time. Amen. Now, the one thing about the devil, he's consistent. He'll keep coming at you. He'll keep making it look crazy and terrible. Amen. He'll keep messing you up. And I think that phone ringing might be mine. I don't know if I turned it off. So it's sitting on the front row there. And I have no idea who's texting me in the middle of this message, but that's okay. I'll get to you in a minute here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because whoever knows me knows that I'm doing this right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, You can't let things like that bug you or things like that. But, you know, God's hand, you know. It's, uh, you know, they had a, Sean and Leticia had an exciting thing Sunday morning at, or actually it was 1230 in the morning, you know, and uh, I mean, one thing after another and one thing after another that transpired. And I thought, Lord, you're going to have to help them because this is, this is going to be a trying of their faith. Hallelujah. You know, and then I prayed, I had, I had such sincere faith because I was like, God, I don't want to have to go down there and fix that well. We're going to get you. It's going to work. Sean's going to get it. And he did. Hallelujah. So even in the midst of his, his distress, he had to do that. You know, because, uh, you know, Benicio threw up all over Sean there and no water to clean it up. 
So it was a serious time, okay? Hallelujah. You know, and the fire went off already for four hours before then. I was thinking, man, if, if they just start living right, they'd be okay. I was, first thing I thought, we're going to have to pray for them to start. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but God sees you through, you know. You kind of go, gosh, God, what are you doing? You know, and it's just, it's just the enemy and things that take place. But it's like, hey, we're going we're to work this thing through. We're going to get it through. You know, it's like, no, God's got this. We let things get to us so easily, and it shows us where our faith is at. Because all it is, when something comes against you, it's just so that you can exercise your faith against it and watch God make you get to go through it. Because you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Amen? You're a lot stronger than you think you are. Amen? Goes again. I'm pretty sure it's mine. Hallelujah. And I, I, I just want to go down there and look at it so I can announce to all of you about this, but just get somebody in trouble. So, but I won't. I'll cover them with love. Okay? Hallelujah. Hey, let's pray. Father... Father, we just thank you and praise you for your incredible grace and mercy. And Lord, we do love you and honor you and love you. Father, I've just shared from my heart. I've shared just simple truths about the word of God, simple truths about faith, simple truths about that we've got to accept the word of God as fact. Father, we've got to accept the word and we've got to take hold of the word and we've got to speak the word. We have to speak it out so that we let the devil know, we let ourselves know, we let God know where we stand, hallelujah, on the word of God. Lord, thank you for these amazing folks that are here. You know, Wednesday night, we just share truths. We just endeavor to strengthen Christians. But Father, if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, see, the Bible says that we've got to believe in our heart and we actually have to say something, confess with our mouth to make Jesus the Lord of our lives. And so if you're here or if you're watching and you don't know Jesus or you need to come back to God, there's some things you need to come back to God. How to, listen, that's where you've got to get up. Even the prodigal son had to get up and he found himself in the pig pen. He said, man, my father's servants are better off this. And the Bible says he came to himself and he got up and he came home and he told his father, I'm, I'm no longer worthy to be your son. Just let me be a servant. And his father said, oh, no, 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 you've done, you've come back. And that's the thing about God says, no, listen, you might come thinking, God really doesn't, I, I blew it, doesn't matter. God will make you, and he'll put you back in sonship. He'll actually love you and care for you. God loves you so much. It doesn't matter what you've done, just come on home. Hallelujah. So if you're here and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, or you need to come back to God, or you're watching that, man, just, just uh, raise your hand here so I can see it. I'll pray with you. Also, those of you who are watching, all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. And just declare, say, Lord Jesus, I believe with all of my heart. Hallelujah. And I want you to be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. And he'll cleanse you. He'll fill you. And you'll just be so blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 